Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. this This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. Audio. Sure, slumber, slumber party. Yeah, yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I'm Allie. I'm Georgia. So Georgia, I talked to this girl today who said that she can't tell her voices apart. What? I thought that was a given. Did you? No, I bet it gets. I bet it gets confusing. I know, until you it's so to weird. Like 10 episodes. Yeah. Okay, but um. Hey, hi, hi. I, you know what that means? That means she hasn't listened to that many episodes. She has, she has though, and she like really? knew all this crazy information about so me. So I can say whatever and just blame you. She thought my it. parents were sick. Oh no! I know, and I was like, "Nope, they're cool." Well, oh, they're sick. It's- <laughs> no, you're like, "No, it's Allie." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Nope, no, that shitty life." No, that's Allie. Thanks. <laughs> no, that stressful thing. That's not- <laughs> I'm cool. There's no reason I should be depressed. But I always worry when we put one out that like, uh, don't mind the the sound of a rock star energy drink <laughs> cracking in the background. That's just Dustin. our overworked, <laughs> yeah, producer, our, our sweaty overworked podcast producer, Dustin. Um, but I always worry when one comes out. I'm like, oh, I said something stupid. Oh, or- no one knows. Fuck. It could be me. A lot more stupid shit. It could totally be me. I'm going to say shit more. Good. All the fucking time. Georgia. Hey, what'd you learn this week, Allie? Okay, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. I learned a couple of things, and right now I can't remember what they are, even though I wrote this (laughs) down four minutes ago. Okay, Okay. oh, yes, okay. This is one that's not, it's not a bug fact. I was going to tell you about how ants drink from caterpillar butts, but I was like, thank God you're not. I know. But do you know, okay, so Elvis Presley grew up in Mississippi and he had a job when he was like a kid when he was before he was famous uh kind of like a, a helper job like mowing lawns mm-hmm. that he did for a neighbor mm-hmm. do you want to guess what it was like, a hel- like like mowing lawns it was like that something you do for neighbors oh my god I don't know like cleaned out his gutters it's a good question I, I no anything else any other guesses no he was a Shabbos goy what <laughs> what so he would on on oh i've done this before have you yes but you're jewish i know so you're not supposed explain to explain what a shabbos okay is. so a shabbos is someone who um who on the sabbath for like their super orthodox jewish friends or neighbors will go and like light their stove you can't, you and, can't use anything on yeah. shabbat you no. can't let you can't turn your lights on at home no. you should you do it like the morning before mm-hmm. you can't turn your stove on you can't drive anywhere yeah unless you get a hunky like snarl mouthed hip wiggling boy right. to come over and light all your shit for someone you. who's not of the jewish faith can do it no. for you so one time i got my someone knocked on my door it was a little tiny old jewish lady uh-huh. and she was like i opened the door and she's like are you jewish and i'm like yeah she's like never mind and i was like no, no no what is it and she ended up letting me do it but i think she felt really bad because that meant I was what terrible to do. I turned her lights on in her house. Mm. She's like, oh, you know what else we can't do is we can't rub our own shoulders. I know. Right? She's like a little lower. Yeah, little it was lower. pretty cute. Okay, what did I want to know what I learned? Yeah. Okay, so I watched this um, documentary over the weekend called The Punk Singer. Okay. And it is a documentary about uh, Kathleen Hanna, who is the lead singer of Bikini Kill and the whole okay. Riot Girl movement and how she was part of it, starting that up. Really, really a great documentary. But did you know, did you know that Kathleen Hanna, you know who she is, right? I know of her, but I couldn't, I couldn't. She like, was at La Tigre, was other band. Like, she's just a badass, like, yeah. original Riot Girl. Okay. Like, literally was part of making up that name. Whenever someone says Riot Girl, not sarcastically, I'm always like, oh, oh. it's a real noun, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to know? I, yeah. I know why Riot Girl. I once heard that someone said that if men were ever treated like women are, they'd be there'd be a riot. And that's why it's called Riot Girl. Well, okay. She's married to Ad-Rock from Beastie Boys. Really? Did you know that? No. Weird, right? Are they still married? They're like happily married. She has Lyme disease. That sucks. Like late stage, like it's bad. You should watch this documentary. If Is you have a teenage daughter or, or any kind of daughter, you should make her watch this movie because it's just badass. Do they address the Lyme disease or yes. just the punk? 
They do? Yeah. Is it the intersection of Lyme disease and punk rock? No, it's just a whole story of that. And then it's like, what, she, what is she up to now? Why did she quit music in 2005? Oh, is it depressing? It's sad. Okay. But it's really good. And Ad-Rock totally takes care of her and they're so oh, cute together. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. It makes me want to cry. The punk gosh. singer. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Let's change this, this hey. topic from diseases that no one can cure to our guests. <laughs> our guests. We're both really big fans of our guests. Yeah. Uh, we're not the only fans. He has like two and a half million followers on all social media platforms. He's way more famous than where he will ever be. Um, he's the creator of The Oatmeal which is a comic and uh, he's on all the things look for the oatmeal. His name is Matthew Inman. He's in town from woo, Seattle. Woo. Hi. Hi. Thanks Matt. for being on. Thanks for having me. What did you learn? What did you learn? Uh, so I did a tour of Disneyland yesterday. Oh, and, private uh, tour. Private tour and you get a guide and they know the history of every It's Disney a caller tour. tour. It's pretty awesome. But uh, I, uh, I had all these facts stored away about Disneyland and one of them I, I told the guide because I thought it was true and he disagreed and I ended up looking it up. And, uh, there's a show in Disneyland, Disneyland called Fantasmic, mm-hmm. which is like a big light pyrotechnic show that happens over the water where um, Malefic- Maleficent, after she becomes a dragon, spews fire and it's this big thing. <clears throat> I think it opened in like 1992 and shortly after it opened, supposedly, um, I heard a story when I was a kid <laughs> that Mickey Mouse, the guy in the Mickey Mouse suit, got set on fire. These are, my, these are Do you know that... Um, that amusement park deaths are one of my favorite topics. Well, Perfect, then. Yeah. This is a good one. I love that okay. kind of um, death. Like, I know. Any adjective death is your favorite. Oh, my God. He got so, set on fire. Yeah, so well, that's what I thought. So I asked the tour guide, and I was like, okay, so Mickey Mouse, like, set ablaze, agonizing pain, had to dive into the water to, like, permanently disfigured. Like, I've heard all these rumors and everything. There's no way he would say yes. No, that's the thing. is the guide. It's like Scientology. The guide, he, he would, like, say, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But he had, like, this twinkle in his eye, this, like, little twinkle that was, like, a Mickey Mouse on fire. Like, that's what I was seeing from him. Like, is he not telling me? So... I looked it up later, and uh, I can find no evidence that Mickey Mouse was set on fire ever yeah. in the history of... But I did find something else out about Disneyland uh, that I had to look... I looked on every site to confirm that it was true. And it was that... Um, maybe you guys know this because you're from L.A., but apparently they started... They had like a big rat problem in Disneyland. Oh, I didn't oh, know, I know this. Mice and rats. So they, they, they started releasing house cats into Disneyland at night to hunt these vermin down. Like... 200 cats would get released into Disneyland. Which is hilarious because their mascot's a mouse. I know. Yeah, I know. so it's this like mass genocide every night. Of like Nikki. cats live there now. Wait, would they get the cats back? Or would they just, like every night? Uh, no, every no, night, they, like, yeah, they just. 198 of them. No, come they back just, at night? um, they just would like throw them into Space Mountain or Splash Mountain and just let them, you know, live their, their lives in darkness. No, they, they supposedly, <laughs> they round them up. That sucks. <laughs> they just let them get ground up on the Roger Rabbit ride. Oh. In that big turning mechanical thing. Um, And then they make them into little kitty churros. Uh, But yeah, so that supposedly is true. I couldn't figure out. They said that they would round them up every night. Yeah, but they that. would not like no article I read would kind of elaborate on how do you round yeah. up 200 cats from an amusement the, the park. The term like herding cats yeah. is that for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. I've never seen a cat at Disneyland. I don't. I haven't either. Yeah. You would think like you would think if they're if they did that you'd be like oh the cat like there's this calico cat that's always near mm-hmm. Pioneer Town or is there a Pioneer Town? Sure, okay. and they'd be friendly. Yeah. You'd... What's the bear? Like there's bears like a bear town. The country Pioneer bears? country bears. I don't know because we haven't been to Disneyland. I, I don't know if they still have country bears. What Probably you, not. It's been you, so long. You went yesterday. But yeah. You've been how many times in this last year? Probably like three times. Oh, wow. It's been a very Disneyland rich year for me. For someone who lives in Seattle, that's a lot of yeah. time. I, I agree. I agree. Um, what is, I mean, I guess I haven't been in so long, but is either. there a thing that you have to hit every time you go there? Usually it's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Why me. is that? Because I, I, like, as a kid, I grew up in Southern California, and that's the one that I remember. And the thing that I like about it the most is the smell. Because it smells yes, this weird, dank. damp, mildewy. I know exactly and I love it. what like, you're talking about. It's like an instant time travel back yeah, to when I was like, seven. It's colder and like the air feels lighter. Yeah. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. that guy who's chasing that wench around? Right. They, he's yeah, they had to modify it because he was chasing her for, you know. Uh, all of it. Like it turned like for just decades and decades. And now she yeah, chases and him, right? She chases him. Well, what they used to, they did at one point, I think they put like a cake in her hand, like he was oh, chasing the cake. Please. But then I think they actually inverted it so that she's chasing him with a uh, rolling pin. God, that's so weird. she's just terrible. Not, spousal abuse regardless. All terrible. I want to go, I always think about the meetings of like whimsical places that are meant for pleasure, but like the really hardcore legal meetings that happen oh. behind the scenes of like where people are like, you know what you guys, let's just spitball. Like what if, <laughs> what if she's got, what if she's got an ax? And like, no, no, no. You know, I'm like, yeah. how long did that take to actually change that? Yeah, I don't know. Why am I asking oh, you? Oh my God. Know? I don't know. These are, po- these are, ponderific questions i know but um uh, you know i there was actually a cat infestation problem at the community college i went to here in los angeles a cat or a mouse infestation cat 
Really? All these cats, the, it was LACC, which is actually now where they film community, which I love. Oh. Um, the, underneath the cafeteria, because the cafeteria got shut down because it was like gross. And was like, maybe getting remodeled. Like, it's like gross. It's like gross. <laughs> it's got a sign on it. It's like, this is like gross. Uh, and it was like maybe getting remodeled, but not really. And like, just fucking cats lived in it and underneath it. So did they just release bulldogs? And then after that, they had to release <laughs> yeah. dog catchers. That'd be great. There's just sharks in there eventually. Sure. So we um, ask a um, slumber party question? Yeah, what do you got? I don't know. Which one do you like? Uh, I heard that you have an alien story. Can we just start off strong? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's not really an alien story. Like, I did not make contact with aliens. If any, I don't do know you what believe you're in them? For. Yeah, what uh, you, okay, so Matt, no. we should, I feel like we should preface. Matt, your comics are super, super hilarious mm-hmm. and very smart. And usually they're about like history or science or... You said right before we started recording uh, grizzly bears with diarrhea. Anyway, <laughs> people who are listening know that. But like, if you tell me that you believe in aliens, I'd be like, all right, I'm open to listening. Like, I'll I would hear your point of view about ghosts or aliens because I believe you for some reason because hmm. you seem smart. I would think that he would believe in ghosts more than alien. I mean, I, aliens, aliens yeah. more than ghosts. And then I would think I would give him, I would doubt him his credibility a little bit if he believed in believe, ghosts. I believe, Sorry. No so, worries. So, what are you, so tell no, us. No, no, let's take bets on this. I believe okay. that he thinks that aliens are possible and I think he thinks ghosts are bullshit. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, when you say you're looking for an alien story, do you mean a personal anecdote that I've had with aliens or do you mean something I read or saw? personal or some a friend, someone you know okay so my dad i love that guy but he was obsessed with aliens growing up awesome and um we moved to northern idaho from la because my parents wanted to escape la and wow. so we lived in this house in the middle of nowhere and my dad was just obsessed he had like piles and piles of all the conspiracy theory books and he was really into whitley striber and um he was the author of communion and uh my dad used to i love the guy but he smoked like a lot of weed like, <laughs> really for like 50 years he was like that dad he was like just weed in and out like i know and that dad he, he do it in front of you so it was never a secret was it like dad no, in the garage again no he did it from me he actually had a little um like a greenhouse uh that he grew it in <laughs> and i caught him cool. one time and i was like dad like what is this and he's like it's tomatoes so we can have tomatoes in the winter and i'm like i never thought of that like it's cold out <laughs> of course and then when i was like 15 i was like those were tomatoes the lies, that was, the lies people tell their children I know, I know. it's terrible um but my story is he was crazy about them and he used to disappear like camping I'm using air quotes yeah. on a podcast, but uh, <laughs> camping in the woods where he would try to hunt them. He wanted to be found. He wanted to find them. So he would sleep in the bushes, like stoned out of his gourd, looking for aliens. And he Had probably he ever seen one before. He never told us he did, but he always he seemed so like my dad would just disappear for two days into the wow. woods looking for aliens. But would he ever say like, would he ever say if he came back with anything? Would he ever be like, you guys, I saw a light. It, it happened, did yeah. it? Yeah, he kind of always had those stories. Like, we had weird heat lightning in Idaho. If you've never seen heat lightning, it's, what is that? it just is like a lightning that you don't see an actual strike. Oh, lightning. So it's just these, oh. like, bursts of pockets of warm light in the sky. It's very weird. That's cool. And we used to get that. So he, he every now and then, be like, oh, it's an alien. And like, <laughs> which is terrible because as a kid, you are telling your son, monsters are real yeah. and they're up in the sky. <laughs> yeah. That's and what it's I, a fact. I was terrified of aliens. Because your parents are always right. Yeah. And he made me watch Communion, which is a terrifying movie if you haven't seen it. No, I, I haven't. I don't know what that's about. It was either. a book written by Willie Stryber where it got turned into a fictional novel based on real stories from abductees oh, again air quotes abductees I think I saw that when I was a kid and it scared the shit yeah, out of me yeah it's scary as hell the book is scary but he's like which son like we need to sit down and watch this because it's important like that <laughs> wow. was his father man talk that was like his religion aliens yeah so so that was an issue do you believe that aliens could possibly exist in the in the huge in the multi-universe yeah absolutely I, I don't think we have had zero contact with them and I think if we did we would have no idea I think yeah. if we met an alien it would be like a sound of a clap on the other side of a nebula, like a <laughs> weird, intangible thing. It wouldn't be a bipedal thing with eyes and a nose, like basically like fucking cows from the inside and leaving them in farms. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think that's a bunch of silliness. But don't you think there's something adorable about human brain brains that when we try to picture an alien, we just picture us? Yeah, we basically, like, shave our bodies and make us pale and, like... (laughs) More extreme. Yeah, Yeah. we we picture God and it's like, it's us. They look like... They kind of look like Canadians because they're, like, really pale and... (laughs) <laughs> kind of big eyed or like swirly. supermodel Canadian supermodels yeah exactly Maybe? yeah because yeah, they're like seem... they have like really wide weird eyes yeah. and stuff and they seem like they seem oddly quiet you can't tell if they're really smart or really yeah. stupid what are they plotting these Canadian supermodels do you think if they're like imagine? cops where like if you ask them if they're aliens they have to tell you yes like you know cops <laughs> like are you a cop like are you buying these drugs because you're a cop they're they like have. shit man you yeah. got me shit. I'm a total alien that'd be great <laughs> Um. so have you ever you've never seen anything weird 
Uh, I haven't. Yeah, I've well, seen some weird shit. I, I I saw what I thought was Bigfoot once, <gasps> but then I found out ten seconds later it wasn't Bigfoot. What was it? It was a cow, a steer, running <laughs> at high speeds towards a fence, and right before liftoff over the fence, it would run on its back legs. So right when <gasps> I looked at it, it was a brown cow running on its back legs. <laughs> what? So I saw, I was like, oh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Fuck? and then it jumped and landed on four legs, and I was like, that's not Bigfoot. That's a cow. still crazy. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, and it actually like held that stride for a solid like ten feet. Like he did not need to run on two legs for that long. Like, do scientists know that, that that's a thing <laughs> that people, that those things no. can do? Now they do. This was steer was amazing, and he was dark brown, so it totally sure. could have passed for Bigfoot for at least ten seconds. Where was this? Idaho. This was actually very near where the aliens were being hunted. It was. Maybe it was he was a how, fucking alien. How old were you when you left Idaho? I was seventeen. And you moved to Seattle to start programming. Yeah. Because you were like a, a weird super genius. It's like, I'm going to go program computers at 17. Well, I, I was doing it in Idaho. I started learning when I was young, so it became a career. And then uh, I didn't want to go to college. And I didn't like the courses they were teaching anyway. Because when you, in like the late 90s, if you went to school to be a programmer, you would learn languages that were from the 80s, like really old, kind of useless languages. But if you mm-hmm. just made it a hobby and got into it, that's, that's what I did. So I was uh-huh. able to skip that and go straight to work. And then for anyone that doesn't know, you started a dating website. Yeah. What? Yeah, this is his, this is Yeah, before the oatmeal, I the internet. I founded and sold an online dating website. Which one? It's called mingle2.com. Oh my god. It uh you know, like basically what happened was I was tired of doing work for people mm-hmm. because I wanted to be creative and and not answer to anyone. So sure. I wanted to create a website with autonomy. And uh, at the time, there's this really popular dating site in Canada called Plenty of Fish. Right. Which uh, you probably heard of it. Yes. Run by one guy. I think he was making eight figures a year. Wait, Georgia, was your mom on Plenty of Fish? No, she's on J-Date. Oh, I thought she told you to get on Plenty of Fish like yours. I think she told me to. Okay. Yeah. Okay, continue. So I saw that and I was like, I looked at his site and decided I could rebuild it. Mm -hmm. So I basically like poured a cup, you know, a pot of coffee. And in 66 hours, I rebuilt his entire site, (laughs) relaunched it. And uh, within like six weeks, I had like 145,000 users and it just took off. The unfortunate thing was, um, well, I was using comics to market it. Like I would make a comic called 10 Reasons It Would Rule to Date a Unicorn. And at the time, unicorn jokes were still funny. This right, was, right. <laughs> like they were like bacon jokes at sure, the time sure, sure. rather than now, which is mustache jokes probably and sriracha and... Cronuts. That's the new one. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even hip to that yet. I know what they yeah, are, but don't I'm, bother. Not, yeah. I'm not on the cronut bandwagon. <laughs> so well, the unfortunate thing was I was making comics, being creative, and that was the asset. That's what was making the dating site successful. But it was like, uh, it would be like if you're a musician and all you're doing is little Debbie commercials, you know? Sure. Uh, so I sold it to a terrible company. They ran it to the ground <laughs> and uh, ended up leaving and saying, I'm just going to start my own site that's funny. Then that's how the oatmeal was born. Wow. And that was in 2009, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm going to actually be five years, I think, in uh, in July. That's crazy. Congratulations. You know, there's a new, I just heard over the weekend of a new dating site. Call, it's like... Fuck Tinder, you know it's over. It's called Fuck Tinder, it's called fuck Tinder. and it's only for fucking. Yeah, <laughs> don't even don't even talk. Do you know to how me? many prostitutes are now like posting on Tinder to just like, all of them sell? Yeah. Anyways, it's called un. It's called Hinged, I think, and all it is is you sign in, other people sign in, and you get matched up with people who you have mutual friends with on Facebook. All right. So you can be like, oh, you're friends with so 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 so. Okay, good idea. friends with you. Yeah, right. I think it's you good know, idea. but I have like four thousand Facebook friends. I know like a fraction of them, most of them are creeps. Well, because you add anyone who lets you. I know. I was like, oh, you'll care if I if we post a video. You start, Matt, you started adding everyone. I remember yeah. when we became friends on Facebook, I would see like, Matt Inman added 100 Holy new friends shit. today. Like every Well, hour. I had a policy right when the surge happened and people were starting to add me. I was like, I'm going to add everyone, but I have two rules. One, I'm going to add beautiful women. And two, I'm going to add men with huge beards. <laughs> so my entire feed was bearded men and beautiful ladies. <laughs> And that was funny for the first month, but then my Facebook feed just became horrible. Like yeah. anytime I post, it's just this like, you know, litany of comments that had no bearing on. So I deleted everyone. It took two years to delete people because it actually is really cumbersome to delete a friend on Facebook. Yeah, it's like I'm requires three clicks. And if you have 4,000 friends, it's just like oh, this pain in the butt. Too so. many clicks. Actually, that's a good, this is a good slumber party question. Do you have an, an internet crush on anyone? Like someone whose work you really admire, someone who you follow or someone who you want to pay attention to you? I know you mentioned Neil deGrasse Tyson as someone you've been tweeting at, but other than Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> uh, somebody that I've been. Or you can discuss Neil deGrasse Tyson and the majesty of his mustache. Um, yeah, I could talk about his it's wonderful. Have you guys noticed how huge his hands are? Nope. No. Is that a, is that a meme yet? <laughs> no, you watch Cosmos Stoned? No. <laughs> I've been watching Cosmos and I'm like, his his hands don't look like 
they belong. Like he looks like he's got a suit on and it looks like they put like fake hands at the end of it. Yeah, but like they're like hands. one size too big and they don't really like go with him. And next time I'm, I'm watching, that's all I'm going to do. I'm he always staring do directly it. into his mustache, trying to stare into the filament. I bet he has that mustache so it'll distract from his <laughs> giant hands that he's like been embarrassed of since he was a child. He has such a heavy lidded sexiness about him. His eyes are never fully open and you feel like he's just talking. Did right you see that you. video where they slowed down his speech by a slight it. percentage and he sounded completely baked? It was so, so fucked best. up. Yeah, it was really funny. So it was, okay, other than that, do you have anyone on, on the internet that you're like, they're doing good work? I have a crush on them. Uh, I'm like completely blanking. NDT is pretty much it at this point. NDT, yeah, what's that? Neil deGrasse Tyson. NDT, everything. That's yeah, all I got. I'm sorry. Is yeah. he? Is, is he ever going to disappoint us? Do you think? Like at one point, I'm like, fuck, he was so great. No, he's going to. He, we're going to find out he like I'm... loves kids in a way that's not healthy. I know. And every, all of our whole universe will crumble into. Is horrible. it really cynical that that's like I'm like yeah, but when, I'm not going to love him a lot right now because one day he's going to hurt me. One day he'll hurt you he'll by hurt disappointing us. you. Yeah. You know what I used to do? Some, I remember I went through a breakup years ago and I was like, it was the, the one that, the, the one that I was like, oh, this wasn't my choice. And um, the one <laughs> thing the that, worst. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that helped me get over it was just thinking about like, what if in a year it comes out that he's just got a crazy stash of kitty porn <laughs> and just like the grossest shit. And like it comes out publicly. And I was like, oh, I dodged that. Bullet. You're like, thank God I'm not your girlfriend. Cause then everyone would look at me like I'm, I knew somehow. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that poor girl. And in my mind, it might as well have happened. Like, I think about him, and I think, like, mm. And then I remember that didn't happen. I just made that up. To That's how you dish soaped him was the, like, you know, dish soaping, of course, is when you put dish soap on something so you don't, like, eat all of it, basically. Like, cookies, for that's, example. That's a thing? Yeah. Well, it's like, like, I guess that's a thing between us and you. Yeah. But, like, it's not a... People I don't know. I that with table salt. They would pour the salt on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I just always like, thought, like, that's a waste of table salt. Like, it someone, is. or, like, like, if someone leaves a cake at your house, and you're like, ugh, I would just want this cake to not exist i want to stop eating it yeah sometimes people just spray windex on it and throw it in because the if trash. you put it in the trash you're totally gonna george costanza that thing and pull it right back out of the cake like, it thing. doesn't touch and anything you, before you do that you take a picture of it and mail it to some kid with a distended belly and <laughs> oh does he want cake though <laughs> probably yeah. not he probably does actually and i think it's insulting to you that the whole of africa needs our cake <laughs> you know what? some and of them are, are doing fine you're right that you're right. distension don't is send usually... it to nigeria they're doing great but other than that <laughs> yeah, they are he needs liver fluke medita- uh, medication and meditation quite frankly frankly um wait what were we what were we even talking about uh i'm sorry cake uh dish soap uh, oh dish, dish soaping someone kitty porn Neil. <laughs> so dish soaping is an adjective now that means oh, yeah. ruining it so you don't want to go back to it yeah so you can't go back to it it's when you sabotage something good so that you don't have to. and not just food it can apply it can to well anything. it's true yeah it's turned into like people it can be anything it's when you look for the bad in something or you make something bad that way you don't have to deal with the loss of something because the reality is you really want to like this thing yeah, and want, but to, it's either not going to be good for you in excess. It's unhealthy. It's yeah, not, it's going to disappoint you. So you do some. It's essentially just self sabotage where you find something <laughs> terrible and you're like, nope, a dish, a Windex, dip, yeah, a dish soap, dip. yeah. Um, dish soap. Oh, that brings us to midnight snacks. Oh, yes. okay. So My favorite. So it's late, right? Yeah. The house is to yourself. Whatever. <laughs> Your dogs aren't looking at you. <laughs> no one's judging you, and you're like, I'm gonna raid some fridges right now. What do you? What was? What's your go-to? Like, what's your most shameful? Not shameful, but like the thing that you're like, indulgent. I don't want people to know that I love this. Weird. Uh, it's not the substance itself. It's the volume. Oh, oh. it's peanut butter. Peanut butter is like 160 calories a spoonful, right? Oh, I know. So what I do is I like Nutella, but it's like cake frosting. You can't eat it on its own. No, no it's too sweet. So what I do is I, I take a spoon and I put it in peanut butter and then I put like a Nutella thing on top. Fuck. And if you don't like pay attention, you can clean up, like you can put away two um, you're calories. T- you're telling the wrong people about this yeah, thing because this has yeah. been a topic on Slumber Party multiple times. Like yeah. peanut butter, you mean? Peanut, or? peanut butter yeah. and the jar and a spoon. Allie has a funny thing about, a joke about how she can tell when it's been a bad week when there are only spoons in her sink. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, That's exactly what it. you're talking about. Eating. But I gave up. Um, I had a peanut butter problem for a while, and I I think I weighed maybe like 25 pounds more than I do. But it was just all like under the surface of my skin. <laughs> if you caught me, it would just be peanut butter. It was just that's all it was from. And um and I was like, this has got to stop. I'm eating a half a jar a day, and so I quit. And uh, it was August uh, 18th of 2002, I think, or no, 2004, I stopped buying it. And I was like, I'm done for a while. And I ran into a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. And I was like, hey, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a bit. Like, he's like, it's good. I'm good. I'm good. I gave up, you know, all the uh, Dilaudid and heroin and stuff. And I was like, when? And he's like, August 18th. And I was like, shit, I quit peanut butter the same day. <laughs> and I was like, that is not, this nope, is not, the same not thing. a lateral no. comparison. But no. it was 
Peanut what about so peanut butter Nutella spoon? That's legit. They should yeah. sell it like that. Why don't they do that? I think it would ruin it because I think every yeah. bite's different. Sometimes your last bite has too much Nutella. Yeah. You go for a little bit less. I love seeing my teeth marks in the peanut butter. Is that a thing? You guys Wait, are staring at me. Like, how do you get your teeth in a b- jar? Of- no, 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 no. <laughs> on the spoon. Like, I'll, oh, I'll just, like, oh. s- scrape it off with the, my front two teeth that are kind of like big. I did that. Mm. You know, they're big. It's, Whatever. We all have those. And then I just see my two little teeth marks in the front of it. No? Like, anyone, no, anyone. It's kind of like if you fed a squirrel an apple. Yeah. And you're like, oh, look at that little... Myth. What about what about a snack that's, like, you don't have anything in the house? What's, like, the weird thing that, like... I made a pizza on a Dorito because I had pizza sauce and cheese, but no. Or like I made a sandwich on what? I don't know. I ate a peanut butter and jam sandwich on a on a. Why oh am God. I saying this on a hard shell taco? <laughs> I was like, this is bread. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, it's a starch. I love it. Um, yeah, any any um, do you cook at all? Uh, yeah, kind of. I got a new house that has an actual real kitchen in it, so I like trying to use it. What do you cook? Um, a lot of like Asian food, like Korean and Japanese. Hmm. Do you like go for those curries where you're like, I'm gonna let this simmer and go do something else for a bit? No, no, nothing that takes that much time. So wait, what is quick then? Stir fries? Uh, sushi is amazingly easy. I mean, you what? make sushi? It. Well, you just buy the fish and you chop it up and you make the rice and you roll it. And that sounds so it. complicated. It's not. It's and like super easy. Sushi, you can go get sushi. So easy. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but but much, I am so lazy. If you have, if you get like sashimi grade mm-hmm. something rather. That can be in your refrigerator for like 14 minutes yeah. before it's garbage grade, right? Yeah, you, you shouldn't keep it in there very long. No, right? I mean, I definitely push the limit. I'm like, hey, what if you're the kind of person who likes like the crazy, like like spicy mayonnaise, elaborate, like out of this world, not really sushi rolls? Those are fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Americanized, but who cares? It's still good. I know. The sushi's this weird food genre where anytime you announce what sushi restaurant you like, everybody starts in with, oh, I, have you had this one? That's even <laughs> yeah. Better. Oh my God, they have the authentic Japanese rice there. Yeah. You go to Japan and nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Like, <laughs> What rice? It's just white. Like it tastes good. It doesn't have to. It's not supposed to be warm, or it's not yeah, supposed to be like this. Like if you or read that. a Yelp review of a sushi restaurant, it's the most pretentious. Uh, like, oh well, my 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 Japanese girlfriend, she says this is the best place, and she actually trained as a samurai, so uh, she knows. And you're like, you're so Yelp crap. reviews are just the thing. That one or not? Yeah, that's actually mine. <laughs> yeah, I actually did date a samurai. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah, she had a hair bob and everything. Oh my god! Really, really cool swords. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, so slumber party question. What is your perfect day from morning when you wake up until night? Perfect day. You can be anywhere you want to be. Like, what would you eat? Who would you be with? What would you do? Et cetera. Uh, hmm. It's, it's like not interesting, though. I, I don't know. I make feel it like interesting. You it's interesting it, in how boring it will how, be. Okay. I will like take boredom to a level you've never seen. Okay. Uh, my perfect day would be I wake up in the morning and I uh, take in like crazy amounts of coffee. Mm-hmm. I usually draw in the mornings. Because um, drawing is actually not a very creative thing for me. Mostly it's writing is creative. Mm-hmm. And coffee and creativity aren't actually... But this is what you would do like on your vacation day. Yeah. What? Oh. Like your perfect day. Perfect day. No, I like cartooning. That is my okay. perfect day. Like my... I have a job where I do what I love. And That's I get to draw, you know... Rare and awesome. Yeah. And you're drawing on a tablet. You're drawing on like a, a weird parchment with a feather. What's happening? <laughs> uh, Yeah, I draw on a tablet. A big digital tablet. Okay. But yeah. on like your perfect day, that's what you would be doing. Yeah, at least in the morning. I love drawing in the morning. Are you outside, inside? Indoors. Okay. Yeah, usually my dogs are like running in circles, spraying shit out of their asses on the walls. <laughs> That's not perfect. That's sub. Yeah, I would hope not. That. Don't put Edit that, that as part, part of my perfect day. I've actually scrubbed shit off walls before because my dog shoots it like <gasps> at the wall. How does that? Is What's that... wrong with your dog? Yeah. I don't know. He's just a maestro of feces. It's like his. That... Have you ever Googled that or anything? Nah. How not? That to can't be a happen? thing that should happen. Well, he wears diapers it? now, so he's fine. Do you feed it the sushi <laughs> that goes bad in 14 <laughs> seconds from there? Well, yeah. I mean, that's generally what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> right, right. Throw it on the ground. After 14 minutes, please feed two dog with <laughs> IBS. Is that kind of an unspoken yeah, Japanese law? Feed your dog that's diarrhea. That's the first rule of being a samurai, actually. I bet yeah. he has a really fancy glue now. I bet there's something wrong with him. And yeah. it's going to take a really expensive food to fix it. Well, he doesn't shit like on a horizontal plane anymore. It's definitely straight down. But just liquid and everywhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. I think you know. the most shocking thing of this is that you're talking about it like it's a totally normal thing. <laughs> Did the you, dog shouldn't do that. Right? Can I can I divert us to somewhere more interesting than my dog? Absolutely. I'm my so specific sorry. dog, but dogs in general, yes. for a second. I read this thing. I don't know if it's true. Uh, they did this study. Supposedly dogs, when they poop, mm-hmm. um, they always, or statistically, almost always poop on a north-south axis yes. in line with Earth's magnetic north. Um, this was the study. I don't I buy it I've for a second. That. I don't but care about don't... the research. Aliens, you guys. Uh, my dog, I watch him every day and it is just random. I mean, there's no pattern. But he circles and circles until he finds the correct accent, the 
access code. Whatever. Uh, no, but he, he's not pointing north. He's just like east, west, south. Yeah, but I think if your dog True has north? liver flukes and IBS and a gluten <laughs> allergy, then all bets are off. Don't he's trust not an his... ideal trial no. test. Do you I know what I heard like... about dogs is that they are, okay, so not even chimpanzees are closest relative, you know, and they don't, not even they can do this and dogs can. Dogs can understand that when you point at something, you're directing their attention there. I thought they couldn't. I thought no, that they... was why they're not self-aware. When you point, they look at your finger. No. But like an orangutan or um, a human being, when you point, they watch where the finger goes. Other way around. Is it? Yep. Oh, really? okay. How'd you learn this? It was, it was, you guys, this is how I know it's true. It was on NPR. For <laughs> <laughs> real stuff. What if they just started lying, like, like slipping in subtle lies? Because I would believe anything on NPR. When they do the April Fool's Day and what do these they do? outlets start just giving out misinformation, it fucks with me so hard. I was like, it. This is not a joke. You're a news organization. We never talked about your perfect day, though. You're yeah. not getting out of this. So your dog isn't shitting. Yeah, let's just, you know, scratch the whole pooping part. It's not that exciting. Okay. okay. Um, a mission. It's um, gone. <laughs> I wish I could do that with my life sometimes, you know, like. The amount of feces I picked up, I wish I could just erase it. But it's there to stay. Are you a germaphobe? <laughs> no, I just don't like picking up shit. Well, some people some people who are, Georgia, you're kind of a germaphobe, but you have a yeah. box of cat shit and that doesn't bother you? Yeah, you know, it's like one of those, it's just like one of those things of life. Like, I have to clean up cat shit in a box, but like, I don't have to shake hands with like a terrifying homeless person outside of Starbucks who's like attacking me. But also attacking you with a handshake. Yeah. A friendly, friendly. God, handshake. I was like, as I was saying that, I was trying to make it sound not horrible yeah, like, and cruel. Better and better. I, and talk. I'm like, I don't not like You're homeless here. people. Starbucks? He just wants to shake your hand. Maybe I'm just thinking of, of all like, what, what, are, what is the hate mail that's going to come in of like, what a terrible person I am I for love- like, which part? That I go to Starbucks? That I don't want to shake hands with a homeless person? You know what you were? You were just Matt's dog circling and circling <laughs> where you just shit all over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So what was your proving day? Uh, I don't know. I draw I coffee drawing uh in the afternoons i don't really it's hard to work like people between the hours of three and five are at work but they don't really a lot of times you're just fucking around on youtube or something mm-hmm. or facebook so i don't work usually then you're i go gathering inspiration though i go running is what i do and then at evening i i usually start working again because i'm more creative at night how late do you work um i don't know it depends like if i'm really into something i'll like have dinner and have a nice normal evening and then i'll get back to work and usually like attend to midnight kind of do thing. you drink uh, yeah. Like, um, I drink wine at home. Okay. Um, and that's, that's actually a new thing. Like I never used to drink, uh, other than like, let's go out on the weekend with friends. Yeah. But like after I hit 30, I started with dinner. I had like a glass of wine. It feels classy and as fuck, doesn't it? It does. Cause you can't get away with it if you're drinking something terrible, um, like <laughs> bourbon or something. Well, if you, if you like swirl it around in your glass and the ice cubes clink just right and you don't you know you're not you've wearing like, like a bourbon's a bad example like, recycled big gulp full of grape kool-aid right like if you're not wearing yeah. jeggings it's if fine if you close out each night with a screwdriver that's a problem <laughs> you know that's bad that was the rule um, but i there is actually I, I read a study and this isn't why i do it i'm just supporting my shitty habit okay um there, i read the study where actually two drinks can actually incur and help with creativity coming hmm. up with ideas uh, caffeine can help you act on those ideas. Um, after two drinks, in this study that I read, they found that people just get stupid and dumb and it's not helpful. But two drinks, it's two drinks. Very, very conducive to being creative. Because I've been like really lazy and tired lately. And I'm like, what? at what point of the day am I going to work? So what I think I'm going to do now is wake up early and have two drinks in the morning. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> if, it, if that makes you creative and coffee helps you act on it, you need to drink coffee at like 6 p.m. Together. Several drinks right. in the morning. Right. Wow, guys. Cracking codes. This is it. You guys. Please don't do this. Don't please drink. Anyone ever. <laughs> Children, please, please, please don't drink. Never do this. Maybe only one glass of wine maximum. Okay. So you're, so you're, okay, Matt, we're like, what's your fantasy best day ever? And you just <clears throat> described a normal day. <laughs> So yeah. what the fuck? Like, Do you ever let yourself... A normal day. I draw for a living. I get to draw bears with erections, like chasing <laughs> yeah. things in space, yeah. right? And then and then I, I go and I when I say running, I don't pound away the treadmill at LA Fitness. I'm running in the woods. I'm running in rainforests. I'm running with like bald eagles and... Uh, Amazing critters. How often do you see a bald eagle? Picturing this, I see bald eagles all the time at home. God damn it! Yeah, back in Seattle. Oh, by the way, yeah. do you need to? Do you need to or want to plug any of your races? By the way, uh, Matt Neiman, also creator of Beat the Blurch, which is a race and a marathon, but it's also it's a, a marathon and a ten k marathon, uh, full and then half and then a ten k. And you started it and it sold out in how many minutes? Uh, it sold out, I think, in like 20 or 30. Wow. But it actually, I think part. we crashed their website. So like 20 minutes of that, you couldn't even register. So I think Jeez. it would have sold out quicker. What's the um, What's the deal with it? I so know. I wrote a comic about distance running called The Terrible and Wonderful Reasons Why I Run Long Distances. Okay. Amazing. And um, in that comic, I created this mascot of apathy called the Blurch, which is basically picture uh, like obese cherub 
with little wings and like a sweatband flying behind me. And I've always had this idea in my head that if I stop running or, or give in, then I will become him and I will be miserable. That is a great motivator. Yeah. And so it, this, this comic sort of was about that and why I run and, um, uh, sort of like, you know, the, the whole, uh, runners who, uh, I guess they hurt themselves. They yeah. go through intense amounts of agony in order to feel absolute serenity later. That evolved into the blurch and this whole thing. So then what happened was, uh, like a year later, I wanted to have a race of some kind because I've been doing distance running for years. Mm -hmm. And I thought, let's create one called Beat the Blurch, where you can figuratively and literally beat the blurch because we're going to have people in fat suits chasing you during the race. <laughs> no, no. And there's going to be cake and Nutella at every aid station. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. It's Is that a thing? Awesome. Yeah, we're really doing that. You put people in fat suits and they chase people? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a little fat, well, like with wings, so they look like little cheruby people. I know, amazing. Uh, it's going to be great. And For the first time in my life, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and the aid stations have the cake aid stations have cake, Nutella. We have couches so you can take naps mid race if you want. Like what it's just we're trying to embrace. Fuck? Just give in. Just do that. Like fuck it in your head and eat and do whatever you and want. And this takes place in Seattle. Yeah, well, outside a little town called Carnation. It's a forested trail that we're doing it on. I can't even deal with any of this. I know you. How much coffee do you drink? How do you get all? Yeah, what do I take, please? I know. I, I go in spurts of intense productivity, followed by days of just like I am not even a human being. I'm a disgusting animal. But do you, you enjoy it? Are you like do you let yourself do it, or is it like a depression thing? No, not it's not a depression, but it's definitely like a. I should probably do something. Yeah, just point. repairing your physical body. <laughs> <laughs> you run like how many? You ran today. Yeah. How many miles? I did. I did eleven. I didn't mean to though, because I was. It was hot, and I know you said the exact same thing before. No, but eleven just on a what is it a Monday? Yeah, I mean I've done I've done I've ran more than I've wanted to, but just eleven shrug. I ate space food though. I was fine. It's true. We went to uh, SpaceX today, and uh, and they have a full cafeteria. Do they? And, yeah, it's it's I actually it's interesting because you would have liked the rockets, but also we could have talked about. Did like, you hear my ears just perk up over the, name, the word cafeteria? Yeah, I fucking like, love really? trays. I love like sliding my tray down of. Cafeteria. I know. Oh, it's my favorite. They had a. My, how am I not fat? I don't know. When was the last time you went to like a hometown buffet? Um, I never did that. I've never gone to one of those, but I went to like a soup plantation recently. How'd that go? Soup. I fucking love soup. Soup plantation. Yeah, it's like our like soup. What is it called? It's, it's like a soup and salad it's salad like bar a sizzler, thing. But it's, it's like more. Okay. Yeah. And the name is a soup plantation. That's what yeah. it's called here. Yeah. It's a real name. The funny okay. thing is, is, we've said the word soup plantation so many times, we don't realize what a ridiculous totally. portmanteau it is. I didn't. Yeah, I picture so. like a cotton gin. No, yeah. And like how kind people of racist who really it is. People really don't want to be there yeah, working yeah. there. Kind yeah. Of thing. It, could be, it could be that way. Instead, it's just like sad, like couples who are like have babies and like don't have anywhere else to like go yeah, like with their families. And you're like, oh, they're. I'm dating a Midwesterner. And so we like. Like he, he has these like cravings that he wants to feed, but they're like Midwestern things. And I am not, I don't do that, but he took me. Okay. What I'm trying to say is I've yep. been to Olive Garden twice now what? since I've been with him What? and I had never been in my life before. Georgia. I know. But like, I'm like, I like you. Okay. We'll go. Yeah, sure. How did he, how did he they have carpet. This? They have carpet. No, I know. And they have like seats with wheels that you can roll around. Like, it's so weird. I never thought of that. It's carpeted. It's totally carpeted. That's so weird. Why do they carpet it? I don't know. I don't like carpet. I think carpet's like underwear you can't change because well, it's just this dirty. <laughs> We're sitting on my carpet. Sorry, yeah, yeah. What am I nice. supposed to do? No, I mean, house carpet and you're a clean person. But Well, that's very nice. Ideally, in an ideal world, none of us would have carpet. Well, yeah, no, of course not. But wait, when he proposed that you go to Olive Garden, was he like, hey, <laughs> You know, it'd be nope. funny. Or was he like, hey, are you hungry? Let's get some Olive Garden with a yep. straight face. Yep. You know where I want to Or you know what I'm craving? You know where I want to go? Olive Garden. What do you crave at Olive Garden? He you likes their soup that? and their and their salad, which I'm sorry. The salad is fucking good. Is really? it? Yes. Georgia. I know. I know. <laughs> Who am I? I don't know. And you know where else? Okay. I'm not going to do this. No. This what? is not about me. Let's just move on. I mean, just tell What's us. your grossest indulgence when it comes to like restaurants or like going out, going out to eat? Yeah. We asked about guilty midnight. <laughs> yeah. We're not going out. You know, we're uh, if I go out to eat, what is my grossest indulgence? Panda um, Express. I feel like that could be a good one. Like Safeway Chinese food, actually. Like, <gasps> yeah, guys, that's the same kind of thing. Yeah. You have Safeways in California yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Safeway Chinese food. It's disgusting. Grocery it's store. Oil. Grocery store of Chinese food. For but I mean, sure. like, it's your mouth is just exploding. It's, it's like, so good. Ah, I know. It's like a vacuum of like, ah, like shoveling in your face. I, I know. The next day, you're a weird, like nine pounds heavier of just water. <laughs> yeah. Remember the time, Allie, we were at the mall and I made us walk by the food court and, and slowly walk by Panda Express until they went, do you want to try a sample? Yep. And I and we just had one bite because like I know that if I eat it all, I'm going to feel sick to my stomach. I had no idea that if you walk slowly oh, yeah. in a food court, did you know this? If you walk slowly enough, Someone will reach out with a toothpick with a morsel of food and give it to yep. you. It's I'm like a fat orphan. kid. I am a fat kid. <laughs> no, Georgia, you it's like were one of Newton's laws of motion. Yeah, 
Matt, you were fat as a kid. Yeah. Were you? Thank you for using not heavy or big boned, but the big F fat. You're like you are a disgusting you're over fat it. monster. Clearly he's gotten Nobody over it. Nobody loved you and will never love you. You Clearly. piece of shit. You're like you're like super hot fit guy now. So you, it's like I guess it, I guess saying telling a beautiful woman like you are really fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, well, the reason I wear so much makeup is because I hate myself inside. Yeah. Oh, when did you stop? When did you stop being a little adorable chubster? Is that any better? <laughs> much better. Uh, I don't know. I, I lost weight when I like hit puberty. And then um, I gained it back, not all of it, but like when I, I guess after puberty ended and I hit my early 20s. And then I, I didn't want that to happen. And I, at the time, I was like working day and night at a computer and I just broken up with this girl that I've been dating. So I was like, let's lose some weight, get in shape. So I started running and I just kind of forest gumped it. Like I didn't build into it. I just went from not running at all to running seven days a week. And I lost like tons of weight from that. Well, was sure. she pissed that you were like, hey, why didn't you do this when we were dating? Bro? Yeah. Yeah, I think she was a little like, damn, man, you had boobs at the time. Yeah, uh, and I loved you when you had boobs, yeah. and now you're like hot, and I, I can't love you. Pretty oh. shit deal for her, but... Oh, <laughs> well. God, that sucks. Girls always do that, though, when they break up with someone. There's yeah. always a haircut. I think yeah, most people's motivations for fitness is never about, I want to live longer and feel better. It's like, I want to fuck someone else that's I want, yeah. That's, or, like, I want someone to, to be jealous. Yeah. Right? I, I'm looking at that now. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy running, and I enjoy exercise. You get, like, a little woohoo from it yeah you don't listen to music when you run right i used to it i, I don't know not as much anymore i can i, I can so i don't like music and i don't like listening to it when i run or do any exercise so i can totally understand that or I like listen to a book or something it's totally fuel it's like if a song comes on that's good and has like a good cadence to it it's just you don't even notice your you're it's, moving your it legs. is it's great on like if you're running like a 5k it's great but like with some of my stuff where it's longer Honestly, after the first half an hour, I don't hear the music anymore. So it's just blaring in my ear. Oh. And I'd rather hear the world, like not to sound cheesy again with a stupid, I don't no, even like bald eagles, I but like 50 mile races. Well, the I see like, I see like a sunbeam the whole time you're running, just following you along the trail. <laughs> you know, from Seattle, right? There is no, oh, right. we live Through in the darkness. Clouds. Yeah. Oh, okay. The sun goes down at is that depressing? 4 p.m. In a... Yeah. And the sun comes up at 11 or whatever. And it's great. It's like living in Halloween town. I don't from... think I could do that. Yeah. Does it ever? Yeah. Does it ever become a bummer? Yeah, yeah. People in Seattle hate it. I love Seattle, but the weather is horrible. So what I do every winter is try to like go places like here, at least for a few days, just to kind of break up the. And monotony. then when you get back, are you like, oh, I miss these horrible clouds? I never miss the clouds. No. I feel like they would. It would they would be my excuse to do nothing all day. Is it's like oh. it's when become, it gets overcast here, I'm like doing nothing. Yeah, it's become a comfort. And actually, uh, I moved into a new house that has a flat roof, so you can hear the rain. And Ooh. it's become this thing that's actually comforting because it's like, oh, good, I can. I can be sedentary and I can watch like Sherlock and I'm fine. But if it's sun shining, you're like, all right, I guess I should go yeah. out there. And I guess we get we get like two days of rain here. Literally. When we do. Oh, it is. People lose their it shit. It is just like snuggle gate. Everyone's mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to be home with this pillow and some Netflix. Everyone's like, don't invite me out. Don't expect me to leave my house. I'm just going to stay in cozy because we get it like never. And then the rest of the time it's disgusting. and brutal. Do you have a favorite like. Um, you watch Sherlock. Do you have like another? Oh yeah, any, like obsessive. Um, anything online? That, any like shows that you a person should get hip to, like from season one. Uh, you know anything I would say they might already know. I, I listen. Like I what? Watch, What's your favorite? I really like like Breaking Bad, like the usual yeah. kind of. Like I, I read Game of Thrones, and I don't like fantasy, but I like that. Um, fantasy either. Yeah, I can actually. I'd be better spoken recommending comics to read rather than sure. Shows. I'm not do even, it. Uh, Saturday morning breakfast cereal is great. Zach uh, Weiner writes amazing comics, and he actually puts them out on a regular schedule. Unlike some of us who I go like six weeks between comics sometimes. For sure. So it's pretty. Uh, what is that comic? What is Saturday morning breakfast cereal about? It's like very very smart, well researched, well educated humor. Everything from a lot of it's very uh, like. A lot of Darwin jokes, like to give yeah. you, that give you an idea. A lot of just stupid sex stuff. A lot of like funny cat jokes. It's just great. It's all around great. And it's just a website they can go online. Yeah, and just Google Saturday morning breakfast cereal. What do you? How do you come? Like, do you have a schedule of, of stuff that you write about or draw? Like, draw about, or is it just like whatever weird thing comes into your brain that day? Or there's no schedule. No, okay. but I, I, I'll come up with a comic idea and it'll live in my notebook for sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes up to, you know, a week. Sometimes up to, two years. Wow. Three years. Like the one about I wrote a comic about my dog. And about the mortality of dogs. Mm-hmm. And that was in my notebook for two and a half years of iterating and breaking it down and starting over. And it was just a mess. And when I launched it, I was so embarrassed. I was like, this is garbage. Like, here, guys, like, don't look yeah. at this. And I published another comic the same day, hoping that one would like <laughs> no one would see this other one. The the other one that I did, the cover up one was like garbage. Everyone's like, that's not even accurate. The dog one became like this 
like the best thing I'd done in years. Jesus. So it's interesting how, I don't know, you can kind of sabotage your own work if you're not careful because your idea of what's good and what's bad is not often coinciding with that of your readers. Yeah. And you're probably harder on yourself or you see it in a different, in your own voice instead of just in a general kind well, of. When, and when you've lived with an idea for two years in a yeah. notebook. It, you can't it's love it anymore. It's, it's not funny to you. It's just this beast. Do you write in an actual physical notebook? I do with idea generation. Mm -hmm. I keep a moleskine, moleskin, I say it. Yeah. And uh, I fill those up constantly. And uh, then from there, they go into a big file that I keep like oh on my a cloud. God. Do you have a hundred thousand of them? Shitloads. Yeah, I don't use most of it. Um, but lately, my whole way of writing has changed because I used to be, let's find things in life that are relatable, that are funny. Like a, like a stand-up comedian would, those routines where it's like anecdotes and yeah. stories. Yeah, like, like the cat stuff of like, why your cat's trying to kill you. Yeah, and that's it's stuff relatable. I can just pull from the ether of yeah. my head. And I don't write like that anymore. At least I haven't in a while. Now I write stuff that's more based on history or science or uh, stories from my life. So then, I, like with history and science stuff, that's not coming from the ether. That's coming from nonfiction. Okay. So it's it's a different way of writing. What are you reading right now? Oh, that was going to be my next question. Oh my god, we're uh, twins. Um, Sorry. I'm reading American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Oh, love the shit out of that. I've book. never read anything by. And did I say the last name right? Gaiman. 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 It's, Gaiman. it's spelled like Gaiman, but it's probably yeah, I think anyway. Right. I um, uh, that I was my not, first thing by him too. I haven't read any of his stuff at all. What do you guys like about this? It's it's weirdly it's. Like it's not fantasy. It's urban fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly. It, and it's you, so it's. But is it? A, does it take place in another time in another space? It's modern day, but it's fantasy. It. So you've got things like taxi cabs and iPhones, but you also have like leprechauns and centaurs. That's, yeah, that's, it's like this secret. Me, it's this secret world that's ruling everything around us, and people like us, plebes like us, don't know, aren't even aware of these crazy gods that are ruling every single thing we do, and we just go along, do to do, like we don't even know, but it like behind the scenes. Wait, but is it like does it turmoil. cross weird fantasy boundaries? Like there is a there is there like a like a a Disney weird god, and then also like a leprechaun that has nothing to do with that. Do you know when you have like when you're like that is a that god doesn't belong to that culture, but it's just all kinds of cultural gods. I'm not saying cultural. This well they're all they're all, all cultural. <laughs> I know what you mean. I haven't you know finished I mean? it, but yeah, it's everyone's god. Like I think everyone's god is someone different, and when people still believe in them, they still exist, and they meet up like mob bosses. Okay, so they bro down like I'm. I typically wouldn't hang out with a leprechaun, given yeah. that I'm but like the, a. But there's a Hindu there's a god. kid who is killing them all, who is like a like nerdy web kid. Who's like Should I know secret. this or is this a spoiler? It's not a spoiler. Okay. But it's a really good book and it's good to listen to as well. I'm sorry. Did you listen to it? Yes, I listened Who to it. Who read it? He did. He's he's phenomenal. He's very much like... Um, Douglas, oh, he, read, he does his own Adams. audiobooks? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's you very much get that like very often. Adams. He's amazing. Huh. He's okay, like funny so and he's British and, you know, funny. What are you reading? I'm, I'm reading The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> that's a great book. It's a really good just summer book. I've been depressed lately. Is it because you've been reading the Belgian? Yes, it has. She's How's trying to think of ways doing? to kill herself. Yeah, she finds one. I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, God. Yep. I read that in college and I was like. Yeah, I think that's because I didn't go to college. I never read it. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's, why does everyone talk about this Bell Jar book? Yeah. And then you read it and you're like, oh, crushing. Everything's crushing. I love it so far. I was reading that book. This is the dumbest story ever. I was reading that book and I got, and uh, that was the time I got the, an audition to be on this TV show where the character was really depressed and I was in college and it paid a lot of money and I was like, I want to get this job. And, um, and so I like went to the audition and across the waiting room was another girl who looked like me also reading the bell jar and i was like god damn it she's gonna get this part you got she's, she's probably <laughs> further along in the bell jar yeah, um what are you reading that. what am i reading mm -hmm. i'm having a weird literary crisis right now where i keep starting books and like 40 pages in i'm like nope i'm not into you hmm. and i can't i keep cycling through the same books and like it means you need something new no tell me about it but i have six i have atonement that I'm, I'm like 75 pages in. I don't care. I started uh, Wind Up Bird Chronicle by Murakami. Love that. I really like Kafka on the Shore. Yes. I'm so far, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to get this deep into Murakami right now. Um, Magic for Beginners is a collection of short stories. Haven't gotten into it. I just am like this weird stagnation where... <laughs> it's time for a bookstore visit. I know, but I feel, okay, but I want to do that. But that's like, you know how you don't like throwing away leftovers? Mm -hmm. That is what a, 
a nightstand full of half-eaten books. Take those books and put them in a must-read pile, but not on your nightstand. They sh- you shouldn't see them every day because it's going to make you feel bad about yourself. And they remind me that I give up on things. You need oh, to put them somewhere. We were talking about this. If you walk out of a movie, yeah. you're an intellectual, right? But if you walk out on a book, you're a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just the rule. So even if you're reading crap, like wow. I think I, I always feel obligated. If I hate a book, I'm just still going to get there. Or not even crap, just a hard book. Because yeah. I've read books where I'm like, this is beyond my... I, I did start Infinite Jest. How's that go? And I just put it aside. Well, Ooh, I don't even know what that is. It's that uh, fucking huge David Foster Wallace book. Hmm. Another guy who killed himself. Yep. All of them. Um, yeah, it's huge. Hmm. Yeah, I need, if anyone is listening to this and has some good book recommendations... You know, half of the books on my nightstand are also about the apocalypse. I've got Margaret Atwood's oh, yeah. um, Orcs and Craig. I've got... Um, Those are the best books. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, I'm just in a place favorite. where I'm like, I just, I want something whimsical and interesting, maybe something historical or sciencey, but fiction. And I'm, I'm just being too particular, but I'm like, I no, just don't want to read about the apocalypse like right now. Speaking that of was the... going to be one of my fuck that's actually. Oh. Well, let's do fuck that. Okay. One of my fuck that was going to be books that I didn't finish, but also fuck that would be like me in the face for not finishing books. But... um. <laughs> But let's okay. Let's have Matt go last. Okay, Georgia, what's your fuck that? I want to do my my really positive need. and negative together. Can we can we do that today? Yes, you can. Totally what's do you want to do your positive? Your fuck that? I, oh, okay. Fuck that, that is fuck. so. Fuck that is th- one thing you hate so much. You're like fuck that one yeah. thing, and then one thing you love so much. You're like I want to fuck that. Yeah, you're like I would touch that in the face. Yeah. Would, so, also, it. we curse too much. Sorry, mom. Sorry. Did my mom talk to you after our live show? Yeah, and she sure did. She touched my face. Your mom came up to me and touched my face and said, "Allie." You're so smart, but we can't hear you when you talk that fast. You have to slow down <laughs> and enunciate. Just that conversation. Use your words. Was agonizing. Hi, long. that's my childhood. It was two sentences, Hi. and hey, I was hey, like, hey. "That's my childhood." I wanted to finish it for her. I just slow down. I have to slow down. Yes. Hey, hey, that's my childhood. <laughs> um, okay. She was very helpful though, and Janet, love you. Love you, Janet. Um, okay, so something I would fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh man, saddle soap. I would just want to lay it down. That's saddle soap. Saddle soap. Matt, do you know what saddle soap is? No. Saddle soap. You, what do you think it is? Uh, soap you put on a horse's back before you take him out for a nice ride. All right, Allie, what is it? It's soap that you put on dead leather items. Hmm. So let's say you have a purse and it's scuffed up. Well, I've used saddle soap. Have we you? had horses growing up. Nuh-uh. I just used clicking into place. Yeah. You've soaped to saddle before. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's say that you don't. You had a horse. You did have horses. Yeah, lots. That's wow. Crazy. And you hate horses. Yeah, they're terrible animals. Really? You yeah. hate horses? Yeah, they're awful. Who hates horses? Matt. Anyone that's owned a horse. Why are they dicks? Literally, yeah. Have you ever seen a horse dick? It's the size of like a baseball bat. So I want to talk. Big. That makes me so. That's it's a topic real that makes big. me really uncomfortable. But like, are they? They're smart, right? Nah, they're like, they're like, I don't know. They have personalities, though. You can teach them things. They like you or they hate you. I think their intelligence is on par with like a, like a beetle. I think <gasps> a beetle. Yeah, oh, or like, like a chicken. Yeah, maybe I don't know. They're maybe maybe they're smarter. That's the thing. They are smart, but I think um they use it in bad ways. Right. Are they obstinate? Are they just like they they know what they should do, but they don't want to? I'll give so you an example. Yeah, One like day, so. my dad was in the pen, and he was giving the horse grapes, because horses like grapes. They go crazy for them. They, you put them into their mouth, and they mm-hmm. suck them up into their mouth. And um, to wade into the horse pen, we, had, we didn't manage the shit, the poo. So okay. it, was, um, it was about three and a half feet of <gasps> mud mixed with feces. So you had to wear these rubber boots that came up to here, and sometimes they would suction off, so you step... <laughs> ah! And it was a nightmare. Getting in there was... So my dad is sucks, like suctioning his way into there, and he gives, gives him the grapes, and the horse is like, oh, this is the best. And then, <laughs> like, finishes, and my dad's walking away, and the horse, like, kind of pushes my dad open, and then goes, bam, and, like, headbutts my dad. <gasps> I see his head, like, split open, blood spray. Holy so my dad shit. falls into the, the ocean of rotten horse shit. <laughs> And I remember looking at this animal going, I just, I just want to, we should just barbecue him tonight. I think we should barbecue this animal. Is he animal. mad that you make him stand in his own ho- shit? No, he had 30 acres to run on. He okay. shat in the, sat in the same corner every day of his life. <laughs> that was his decision because it was closest to the food. Got it. Yeah. Did he just yeah. want more grapes? Was yes. Was he pissed about the about yeah, having Yeah, he was not grapes? satisfied with 48 you know grapes or whatever my dad gave him. <laughs> Honestly, like if my cat were bigger, he would do that to me. Elvis? Yo, yeah, yeah. With cookies? Oh my god, he would lose his shit. Yeah. I've seen you're I've gone to battle with Elvis. Yeah. That chicken McNugget, two thousand and seven. I know. He batted it out of my hand to the ground. I never got to eat that. I know, I'm sorry. Um Okay, so my saddle soap. Okay. Oh, saddle oh you soap. love saddle soap. Right. Great. Um okay, so saddle soap is a thing you get at the drugstore. It's made by Kiwi or whatever, and you put it on leather items and then it you like shine. Do they, does it of, rub off on your body? No, no. You just you just with a damp cloth put it on like a leather, like a boot. Or a purse or a leather strap. And then it's like 
lustrous and wonderful and it smells like weird oil stuff and you feel like a gross old pioneer in like a in a hut and there's something just really romantic about like oiling leather that i just think is it's pretty i like that image thanks okay my fuck that's yeah. art related so okay. okay the thing i love so much i want to fuck is that um our friend april richardson mm-hmm. her podcast which we've been on and we've had her on this one too go bayside is in the top 20 comedy podcast she's one of only like two girls like female only girl led podcasts and the other one is aisha tyler and all she does is interview dudes so i don't think it counts Okay. So I want to say big ups to fucking April Richardson. Go, yep. go Bayside. I'm just proud of that as a lady. Every um, episode, you watch an episode of uh, yeah. Saved by the Bell and then you just discuss it at length. It's great. It's really good. We've been on it. It's great. Yeah. Um, you know what, you know what number ours is on the comedy top 200 comedy podcasts? Oh, no. No, it's awesome. I don't want to know this. It's on, to- first of all, our, co- our podcast is on the top 200 comedy podcast, which I think is great. Oh, that's crazy. That's lovely. It's number 105. Really? Isn't that cool? Yeah, who are these 105? I don't inches? know, but th- if you guys want to get us higher, if we were if we broke 100, we would be really stoked. That's nice. Maybe go onto iTunes and and like us or some shit. Wait, so you would fuck us? I uh, know. I would <laughs> fuck the fact. I would fuck the fact that <laughs> April Richardson's Go Bayside is on there, and then I and then as I was looking that up, I realized that we we're on that as well. Okay, so what do you hate? The thing I hate so much is that so there's this LA Podcast Festival every year. Okay, the LA Podfest. They're out of 40 podcasts so far that are scheduled to be on it. Guess how many oh. ladies only podcasts out are there? Out of 40? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Ladies only. I don't mean like a guy and a girl, like indoor kids. Like, okay. Guess how many ladies only? I ha- five. I- five out okay, of 40. Gonna- five out of 40. That's weird. Five out of fucking 40. I really think 12%. we should be one of those people. So if everyone wants 12%. to email at info at LAPodfest.com and say, you guys think that Slumber Party should be on it. No, that's That'd be rad. We'll interview that's a woman. Horrible. And I'm, I'm, mm. it's what pretty gross. What do we do about that? We have everyone um, email right. info at LAPodfest.com. I think we also have to look at the statistics and find out how many podcasts have just ladies in them. There's enough. I don't know. Look at all the Feral Audio podcasts. There's a ton of ladies. Yep. Chelsea Feral, Peretti, what's Feral, up? Feral Audio, check it out. Oh, yeah. do you want to hear the thing that I hate so much? Yes. Fucking Google Calendar. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I feel you like guys, we're... Both of you know me well enough to know that I've been struggling with this. I hate having a digital calendar, but it makes all the sense in the world. And I can't, I hate it because things change and then they give you reminders for an event that already changed. I can't, I hate it. I feel like our I guest, love it. guest hasn't spoken in a while and Sorry. I feel weird about it. No, not because of you. I, I could so comment nice. on calendars, but uh, yeah, do you? I, I have nothing to tr- oh. contribute. Use, use a third party. Use like a uh, chip, <sighs> no, HipCal. No, what, I, what I hate is that things always change. You'll have things scheduled for Monday and then, oh, hey, we have to bump that to Tuesday. And then you have to go into a computer and be like, we have to bump this to Tuesday. And that just bumps me out. Anyway, neither here nor there. I also hate a Chevy Cruze commercial. I'll talk about it the next episode because my uh, my face will get set on fire with how much I hate it. Okay, Matt, things that you like, things that you hate. Start with something you hate. Yeah, let's start. Let's end on at least a not negative. Okay. um, Things that I like. I was thinking about this earlier and I was trying to come up with something smart and I was failing. You don't need to do that. No, it never Um, has to be smart. I I mean, it's nice if it is, but. Can I do like a dumb one and a smart one? Yeah. Okay. The the smart one will educate people. The dumb one is just an anecdote. I hate indoor malls. Malls in America. Like, they're a nightmare. (laughs) Like, it's like going hiking, except you feel like you lost your soul. Like, the kiosks. Like the people who badge oh. you, like, oh, you want to try some lotion? Yep. Like, oh, what, like fucking, fucking lotion. Get the fuck away from me. I don't want any fucking lotion. Or like, oh, you want to try this quadcopter? It's only one ninety nine. <laughs> like, I don't want a quadcopter and I don't want lotion. I want you to get away from me. You know? When did malls become like that? I remember going to malls when I was a kid and it was like, Orange Julius, Sugar High, like... Pretzel. Pretzel stuff games. Now it's just like this sad wow. thing that Amazon is hopefully going to Do they have wipe a, off I the planet. I thought that was just... LA malls that had like the kiosk of dooms, like the row of kiosks. No, they're everywhere. To dodge like an obstacle course. Yeah, it's just become this crazy carnival. So I hate indoor malls. And they're really aggressive, those people at the kiosks. Georgia, have you ever bought? Shut up, shut up. Yep, Georgia. I I hate them too because I once succumbed to one of them and I'm like ashamed. Georgia bought a hand steamer from one of them and she feels like she got assaulted. It was working like at the kiosk. He showed me a wrinkled shirt. He steamed it (laughs) and he convinced me to buy it. And it doesn't. It sucks. How much did it cost you? 20 bucks. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So indoor malls. Yeah. And I imagine in Seattle, you have plenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're terrible. Okay. Yeah. What's the other one? Don't go into that. The other one's way smarter and way more interesting. Okay. okay. Do you know who Woodrow Wilson is? Of yes. Course. President of the United States. Yes. Known for his work in women's suffrage. He got mm. women the right to vote. Did he? Yeah. Great so guy, right? you would lay him down and you would fuck him. Uh, oh, sorry. This is the second part of things I hate. Oh, okay. Okay. Woodrow oh. Wilson resegregated the White House. 
he didn't like black people and he banned them from the Navy. And actually, Abraham Lincoln desegregated it. Woodrow Wilson, 1917, resegregated Holy it. Shit. And he did the, the women's suffrage thing as a political move because he wanted the sure. votes. So it's uh, it's pretty deranged. So what I'm just going to go straight from malls into something like Everything I said that's is smarter. Fucked so up. Woodrow Wilson, generally a bad dude. I would generally not endorse him. Yeah. But he gets a lot of accolades because he's, you know, fought for women's suffrage, but he really only did it for political gain. Isn't it weird that, like, during World War One, that was his most important thing was to fucking segregate? The White House? Yeah, exactly. That was, it was his terrible. priority? Yeah. yeah. He was like, pretty, we definitely have to get on this, you guys. Yeah. Pretty effed up. That's what awful. A yeah, he's a jerk. You should do a, a comic about that. Maybe I will. <laughs> Shittiest presidents. Georgia suggesting... All, there's so many comics <laughs> today that you could do. Yeah. Um, kiosks, definitely. Okay, what, what do you thing, love? Yeah, what's the thing that's like so great? See, I love the way you're wording this because like the I love it, I want to fuck it thing does not work with this at all. No, I always done... I've done that before. I've like wanted to... Uh, uh, yeah, I once said something about one How of about, our producers that was like he did something really kind, and then his wife talked to me about it. I'm like, nope, <laughs> not that way. Yeah, uh, maybe if I could warp it to like I want to adopt it and give it treats and something sure. you really, really love. You can just stroke its face. Bear and dogs. Be like what? Bear dogs. What oh, you can. Yeah, you can love that enough to <laughs> like big fluffy dogs. No, it's it's a bear dog. You know what a bear dog is? No. So it's a, it's known as a Karelian bear dog. They come from uh, this area between Finland and Russia, known as Karelia, that no one's ever heard of. Never heard of it. One specific breed from one specific place in the world, and they're called bear dogs because they are bred and trained <gasps> specifically to manage bears. So uh, I met bear dogs in Seattle because what they do is uh, when a bear is rehabilitated from the wild, typically um, they have no interaction with the people who are rehabilitating. They don't get to know them. They don't go independent and feed them. Actually, in the the, re the bear rehab center I was in, they actually put on a bear suit that smells like piss, bear piss, and they go in there full <laughs> of this piss smelling shit. suit. That way the bears never look at a human being and think food comes from that. Instead, they see another bear that comes in there. Wow. So what happens is when they release these bears... The first time they ever see a human being is when they open that gate and the bear runs out and there's a park ranger standing there. So they want the bear's last memory of being with people to be an awful one. So they set off firecrackers. They shoot them with uh, rubber oh, rubber pellets. No. It's a very tough love thing. Uh, and they have Karelian bear dogs. And the bear dogs, what they do is they sick usually three Karelian bear dogs on one grizzly or one. Actually, a grizzly would take like shitloads of bear, uh, bear dogs. Yeah. Usually it's a, a black bear, which are they're small animals. Yeah. And they circle it, and they nip it, and they shock the shit out of it and make it terrified. And that bear runs off like this sad little bear. Oh, but it's in his best interests in every way. And these bear dogs are trained to basically save the bears through tough love. And I love, what? I think bear dogs are great. What do they look like? They look like huskies, kind of. But they're usually whiter. They look like they have the perky ears, and they have uh, the real thick winter coat. They look they, like my they... broken heart right now. And my broken spirit and But I soul. just love it because it's just like, you you know, you think when you re rehabilitate a bear, you bring him in as a cub, and you like yeah. hold him and give him the milk bottle. And it's not like that at all. It's actually very tough love. They don't give them names. They give them numbers. They, they just detach from them because they know if we go in there and bond with this bear, it's a bad thing for the bear. That's I'm why really... when you see videos and nature videos of like these guys, he's like, oh, I went out and I bonded with the bears. And like the video of him like, Hugging the bear and like, get away from the bear. The best thing you can ever do for that bear is get away from him. Yeah, that's what I'm disappointed to find out is that like, there's part of me that like one day I'll be friends with a bear and like you're telling me it's never, <laughs> that's never going to happen. You're not doing that bear a favor. I'm kind of bummed. You know, you don't add people on Facebook though. How is that going to happen? <laughs> you need to start being more liberal like about a, it. Like one day a bear and an elephant will be my friend. Like that's my... They're totally going to bro down. Yeah, gonna but like now like I can't brunch? be friends with a bear. You can't. Fuck. I mean, you could be friends with a zoo bear. I've met zoo bears. Um, oh, that's another thing I love. Uh, they all start with bear. Uh, bear kitchen. Have you guys ever been in a bear kitchen? Mm -mm. What? No. So at a zoo or anywhere, they have kitchens intended for animals. Mm -hmm. At the Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle, they have a kitchen specifically for the bears because they eat a lot. And um, How much do they eat? Uh, like, I don't know weight-wise, but okay. judging by the kitchen, it's a lot. And I went in there and it, like, it starts out and it's like normal stuff, like, like carrots and broccoli and like stuff that's good for fiber and whatever and vitamins and, you know, mm -hmm. um, whatever. And then I got to the freezer, which... Uh, Opened it up, and um, I mean, it was like looking to the gates of hell. Like, it, when an animal dies at the zoo, there's no like solemn burial. I think they just cut their heads off and throw them in this freezer, <gasps> and it's, it's basically bear food. Uh, so they had these these like you know those like twelve or twenty gallon Ziploc baggie, uh, yeah. the big yeah. Ziplocs. They had these full of frozen dead gerbils, like no! just frozen in their last moments, like. Ugh! It's like fucked oh, up, like a horrible, no. horrible thing. And uh, I guess maybe what they do is they would like chip off a gerbil and fling it at the bear. Chip if he's off a good, gerbil. If he's a good bear. If he's a really good bear, it's like chip, 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 toss, toss, toss. <laughs> like that's kind of the protocol. Oh. George, um, if you're friends with a bear, it's going to be like, hey, you want to chip off a gerbil or what? I mean, if like, that's no. the cost of being frenzies, like I'll do it. Yeah, I've it done weirder take shit the leap, for you. you know? bring, bring your own ice chipper. Um, but if, if you guys ever have a chance to be in a bear kitchen, I highly recommend it. 
uh, and then go see some bear dogs afterward. They're okay. great. Good God. God damn it. Well, tell everyone where they can find you and your shit and your yeah. life. How, how stockable are you? You're at theoatmeal.com. Yeah, just Google the word oatmeal and my stuff shows up everywhere. Um, it's Twitter, oatmeal, Facebook, the oatmeal. And uh, yeah, just yellow oatmeal at the internet and my website will show up. Damn. Anything in particular that you don't need to plug anything because you yeah. have a good career, but anything in, anything in particular that you want to shout out that you're doing next? Uh, that I'm doing next? Um, no, nothing in particular. Nothing. Just... Don't be friendly to bears. If you see one smack him <laughs> in the face, you're doing him a, fa- a favor by smacking him in the mouth. That's good to know. You already smell like bear piss and you're holding a dead gerbil. Hug away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening to the Slumber Party. Uh, you find us on feralaudio.com. We can listen sure, to all our yeah. stuff. Go to iTunes and like and put us put stars on our thing oh, yeah, so that we can, can be higher us. up on can the thing. Subscribe yeah. all you want. You can leave it. Actually, if you rate us and... Uh, on iTunes, we read that. We totally read it. Thanks, you guys. We've yeah, been reading we some totally really nice stuff. Um, we're on Twitter at Allie and Georgia. You can find us on Instagram, Allie Ward and Hard Stark, two separate accounts. Yep. The only place our lives don't diverge. <laughs> um, where else? Where else? I mean, wherever. Just Tumblr. Whatever. Yeah. Find us. Keep sending us those great messages on Facebook, yeah. guys in tights. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Slumber Party. For real. See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>